Welcome to Recently Logged, the film podcast hosted by two people of note. <laughs> get it? Get it? Because of the movie. Because of the movie? No one's seen this movie. Nobody's Micah. seen this movie. We're not, <laughs> we're not actually really that big of people. Of Dude, <laughs> Micah is the most person of note person here, I think. And I only have like 900 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. And that's because he has internet points. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But yes, um, we're talking about a, a great little film today. Uh, called Grand Piano. That, that nobody has watched, no. but, but maybe you should. <laughs> nobody has seen this. <laughs> I think I, I follow, like, pretty close to 300 people on Letterboxd, and I think, like, seven of them have seen it. Like, I, I had no idea what this was. <laughs> I had never heard of it, and then we watched it, and, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what I thought yeah. of it later. Whoa. If you can even believe it. Um, <laughs> but for now, um, do we want to get into the the facts yeah, let's about do the it. movie? let's do it. All right, it's it's been a, it's it's been a while since I feel like I've done one of these. So it get really ready has. for me real stru- really struggling to pronounce some names. Uh, so this week we're talking about Grand Piano, a 2013 rated R film. For some reason, don't don't really know why it's rated R. Uh, it's an hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> its little IMDb description is a pianist with stage fright endures a performance under the eyes of a mysterious sniper who will shoot and kill him if a wrong note is played. Yes, <laughs> that is the movie. <laughs> uh, it stars Elijah Wood and John Cusack. Yes, and Elijah Wood. <laughs> and really, that's, that's about it. I mean, wow. We don't have to mention anyone else. I mean, we could mention Alan Leach. Hey, he Alex plays, Winters in this movie. He plays Wayne. Alex Wayne. Winters here. Uh, <laughs> Tamsin a- Egerton gives a really good performance. She is quite Sh- good. Shout yeah. out to her. <laughs> and, uh, I mean... Yeah. I don't, I don't know, carry something. <laughs> Baish? Baish I don't know. I have uh, no idea. <laughs> now we're getting to the part. Uh, it's directed <laughs> by Eugene... Oh, no. Eugenio Mira. Mira? Yeah, we'll that seems that. right. <laughs> okay. We'll, go, we'll, um, we'll take that. He hasn't, he hasn't directed too much. I had never really heard of him before I watched this. Written by Damien Chazelle. My boy. I'm a big Damien Chazelle fan, so that was actually one of the big reasons I wanted to see this. That and Elijah Wood. Yeah, like I, I was, I was like Elijah Wood, and then Revy was like, and it's written by and Damien Chazelle, by and Damien I was like, Chazelle. oh, okay, <laughs> I'll watch. <laughs> wow, I'll bite. Because this was from an era where posters were just real, like, like lame. lame looking. Like they yeah. did not capture like if the movie would be cool at all. Dude, mid 2010s thriller posters are like some of the lamest out there. I kid you not. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's the basic facts of Grand Piano. Indeed. Uh, let, let's go ahead and move on to what we thought of the movie. What? So, so Micah. Yeah, Sarabi. <laughs> what did you What did you think of the of the film Grand Piano? What were what what did, what did you think? What did I think? What, what were, what were my opening thoughts? No, no. What are your opening thoughts? Just, just what it, if you just if you just were telling me what you thought of the movie? Like, what did you think of the movie? Like, you know, my basic thoughts. <laughs> oh my God. Some kind of <laughs> anything like that. No, that that segment was abolished. It's gone forever now. Uh, <laughs> um, I. I really liked Grand Piano, especially on a rewatch. Uh, we watched it again last night, as you know. Um, How would they know that, Micah? <laughs> well, as you know, not as oh, they know. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Maybe they follow me on Letterboxd. Oh, that could be. That could be. And honestly, it only got better. Um, the cast is really fun. The cinematography and like music and score and everything and editing are really, really great. The way they incorporate the score um, is insane. I love it. <laughs> so like, I just, I don't know. It's a very cool movie. Very cool movie. I gave it... Uh, four and a half stars oh, wow there you go pretty high praise Mike. <laughs> what, what about you Remy? um i also really loved it i adored it on a first viewing and i think i kind of came to terms with its problems on the second viewing um i still rated it the same uh both times i gave it a four and a half as well i, I think it honestly works um and i guess Spoilers, spoilers for Grand for, Piano. For the, for the thriller from the mid-2010s, uh, Grand I, Piano. I really think it works a whole lot better when you're not sitting there questioning, like, well, why is he doing this? What's going on? What's going to happen? Like, it works a lot better when you know what's going to happen in the end, I think. I could see that, yeah. Because, like, um, for those who don't know, the plot of Grand Piano is a little fantastical and kind of dumb when it plays out. Um, a, little, a little goofy. A little, little bit goofy, but... But ridiculous. <laughs> I think I think it still works pretty well. I still think it holds on to its dramatic tension really well. No, I think they and do a really good job justifying how <laughs> insane it is. Right. And and you made a really interesting uh, like point last night mm -hmm. that that it very much feels almost like a '60s movie. I and think I think that's a spot on description for how this movie is like filmed and edited and paced and everything. And I think that really fits into a lot of how like the story itself feels because like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would be a 60s movie. I could see that <laughs> happening because back then you could do a stupid plot and everybody would just commit to it and everybody would be like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Nowadays you do something like this and they're like, oh can't believe all of this happened <laughs> why would he eat a croissant there why he, would he... we know he likes bagels <laughs> come on exactly so so it definitely feels even even if that's a bit of an exaggeration yeah, obviously, no, it, is, it, is. it definitely feels like a story writing kind of thing that isn't really made anymore yeah, no, it, it feels like some kind of weird artifact that, like, has somehow been uh, preserved and, like, rebirthed into twenty <laughs> into the 2010s. I don't... said preserved and rebirthed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, no, it, 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 it maintains a, a tone and curates itself well enough dude, that I think its kind of goofy premise works pretty well. And, dude, like, like... The actual dramatic tension that it wants to keep works so well. Like, I've seen so many thrillers <laughs> that, like, are like, here's the big plot. And it's just kind of like, a, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this actually, for as unique of a premise as it is, keeps you extremely dialed in and extremely, like, on the edge of your seat the entire movie. In, in my opinion, like I'm very even on a uh, even on a rewatch, I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly, this yeah, is, this is intense, um, which you know <laughs> it should be, and like it's a really cool, unique premise for a movie too because it keeps it on such a small scale with exactly, such a small yeah. cast. I was gonna bring that up. I was like, the reason it it probably feels so dialed in ninety percent of the time is because it introduces like six characters maybe and one location. 
and that's it. Like <laughs> that that's the movie. <laughs> that's the entire thing. Um, but it's pretty cool. I I think that's a neat way to kind of do a minimal screenplay instead of having like this weird sprawling thing. Yeah, I was because with with a plot like this, it would have been so strange <laughs> if it had tried to like add more details oh to like gosh. the end or beginning or anything. I just like looked that. at the box offices for this movie. What? It's gross US and Canada box office. I'm so scared. Was twenty two thousand. Twenty two thousand? Twenty two thousand. It's no. gross worldwide <laughs> was barely over a million. Oh no. I guarantee this movie lost money oh my gosh i mean i'm sure it didn't cost them that much no no like i said only like six people in like but, movie, but movies are still expensive yeah right they shot this in an actual theater in spain my goodness man that that sucks so hard because this is such a fun movie right and I nobody watched it i would go to a theater and watch this like two times put it in theater guys so much fun i'd do it um but anyway, down to the to the nitty gritty, Micah. Did did you yeah, have I a? Gonna, I was going to ask you actually yeah. what I, what I hopped on here for originally was just okay. to check on that. But uh, okay, what I was going to ask you is, what do you think of a lot of the film setup? The setup, like the first, I mean, it takes like fifteen twenty minutes to get going, really. Like, yeah. so you get into like all the, the way all the way up part, to yeah. the concert starting. Um, setup. What do I think story. of it? I think it's. I, it, it, okay, how to explain this? <laughs> I think <laughs> that its screenplay is very uh, dense, dense, and smartly written. Smartly written, but it doesn't come across. It it has that thing that movies do sometimes, where it's like very plainly setting up the rest of the movie, and like it doesn't feel natural all the time. It kind of suffers from that, but not like too bad. Hmm. Um, where it's like setting up a bunch of plot elements, and like uh, when they introduce like uh, the cell phones and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to use that later. And like when they introduce um, the iPad or the tablet, I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to use that later. Um, I'm going I'm, I'm to be honest; <laughs> I didn't think about the like the tablet at all. Maybe, maybe I'm just like <laughs> yeah. some crazy person who thinks about screenplays too much. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't it know. kind of for, felt like that a little. For bit. For me, I didn't get any of like an okay. unnatural setup vibe. I thought it was just a really smart, fun setup. <laughs> well, I think I just thought it kind of feels a little stilted sometimes. Times, but like it's still a really smart way to set up your screenplay. The, the only time I would say it feels kind of weird, yeah, is uh, quite frankly on on the plane because I felt like that was a bit like <laughs> heavy handed. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Stuff like that where it's like, okay, yeah, we get it, but like, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it lacks a little subtlety at times. I didn't. I didn't feel that for any of the actual individual individual elements it was setting up because I did. Uh, I guess so. Like even even when Alex Winter's character came on and you could tell he was <laughs> something was not correct, but I didn't feel like oh here's oh, this guy it's Alex Winter. Uh, <laughs> like I don't know. I I just never got that. I mean, that. fair enough. Like that. That's just me. Um, and I mean, obviously, I noticed it more. Uh, the second time around because I'd seen the movie before. <laughs> yeah, and see, then on the second time around, I'm more like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, no, no, like cool stuff. It it's, isn't he? Yeah, like <laughs> I said, it it 
it feels like a film student's like like a film student's screenplay. Well, I mean, but in a good way. Like it's a good screenplay. I mean, like <laughs> to be honest, Damien Chazelle wrote this extremely early on in his career. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. No, it feels like someone who just finished their screenwriting course and wrote like two screenplays and then wrote this. And it's like, yeah, great setup, really good, like rich way yeah, I was to, about to say. I think thematically, I think thematically, yeah. it sets it up really well. Yeah, no, it's it's like I said great opening just on occasion it feels a little like heavy-handed but that's about it i disagree no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird because like the few people i know who have seen this movie uh like complain about the first act and i don't know why because it's like it's setting up all of the characters which are very interesting yeah that's that's especially I, specifically I something it. i wanted to bring up because yeah. i know you had said that people had complained about the first act and like that's so <laughs> bizarre to weird, me. I don't know, right? Like, because because theoretically the first act would go until he pulls out the little gun, right? If we're breaking this down, until he gets to know that if he pull like the whole concert scene where he figures everything out, that's when the story kicks off. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of that before that, but like that's so short. That's like twenty minutes. Someone, uh, I think, like one of the top reviews on Letterbox said, cut the first like fifteen minutes, like till he gets to the concert out, and like or, or till the concert starts is what they said. And you have like a perfect movie. I'm like, no, <laughs> you'd miss so much, man. See, see, I agree, like that you'd miss, like, like I, because of the way the the opening kind of mm-hmm. feels, and it's it, it doesn't fully feel on par with the rest of the movie, no. even if it's even if I don't think it felt like especially heavy handed. I could see the desire to want to keep it like completely just at the concert venue. No, it'd be cool for sure. Um, and like, you'd have to do, you'd still have to do more with that. I can't, you can't <laughs> just cut it because it really does set up important stuff thematically. It sets and, up a lot of stuff. And just for the movie. That's like, say, like, I don't know, that'd be really weird to just like cut everything out and then they'd be like, oh, here's this guy. Oh, here's this tablet he has. <laughs> here's this man. <laughs> He's a piano man. He's a piano man. <laughs> um, I do think the story definitely could have been handled a little bit more elegantly, though. Yeah. J- spe- specifically in the beginning and the end of the film. I-, I really think that the middle of the film does, like, exactly what it needs to, like, perfectly. I think I think that middle, like, stretch of, like, an hour is, like, perfect. Yeah, I love like, it. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's the, so good. The edit, that's when the editing and the cinematography and, like, the actors and just everything about the film really just, like, goes off. Mm. Like, to, <laughs> so to shout out a specific shot I, I particularly <laughs> loved, um, uh, it's when uh, Wayne, shout out to Wayne. <laughs> shout out to Wayne. <laughs> oh, wow. Gets the text from from. Tom, Tom. Yeah, his name's Tom. Tom. And is walking up on the balcony, and it tracks him along, and it looks weird. Like, there's still something about the shot that looks weird, but I still think it looks really good. I think it's the focal length of the lens. And he walks across the entire balcony and stops and runs into Alex Winter's character, (laughs) and it's perfectly framed onto one side of the screen with the concert being seen on the other side. And then, again, spoilers for the movie, Wayne (laughs) gets murdered. (laughs) And, like, as he's getting killed and dragged away and the tension of the music is, like, rising a bunch, Mm -hmm. it starts to perfectly, like, seamlessly (laughs) cut 
on the screen. Like, it just looks like it's zooming. I, I don't know how they framed that, but it's beautiful. And they start zooming in on the concert, half of the screen zooming in on Tom playing the piano. Seems like something Wes Anderson would do. <laughs> I can't explain why. <laughs> like, it's it's really cool. Yeah, And, yeah. like, it's so seamless in its no, framing. It's, it's so good. I, and I, that's one of the biggest things I wanted to praise with this movie is uh, how good it is like uh, with its visual storytelling and just how nice its cinematography and lighting look like 90% of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's great. (laughs) Especially like once the concert starts, like just every shot just is so beautiful. (laughs) Like, and I don't know how they did that. And again, like (laughs) I was, I was thinking about this last night. Like there are so many shots that are just kind of like weird for a movie, (laughs) but like it works so well. Like, multiple times, the the camera and the piano and Tom are just completely sideways in the frame. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't, like, it, it doesn't throw you off in the slightest. It feels completely normal for what they're going for. Yeah, I was about to say, you mentioned once the concert starts, that's when the, like, the movie gets good. But that's when the movie feels most in control of what it's doing, like, for the entire runtime. Yeah, like I said, and and I want to talk about it when we get to it, but, like, the end of the movie is the only other time that I feel like it loses some of that elegance that it has going during, like, the entire middle of the... Something I wanted to bring up while we were uh, on on the middle section is how weird the villain is in this movie like that that's honestly like one of my biggest problems with this entire movie it's just like his his motivation isn't entirely clear <laughs> and his he's so eccentric that i feel like it needs to be clearer <laughs> i don't know yeah i think honestly if you could have given <laughs> any setup to this movie like if you made any changes mm-hmm. i would i would loosen up the beginning like like cut quite mm-hmm. a bit of the the fat off i could see that and add stuff for him right because he's just a really like like even if it's not like actual oh here's his backstory but like him like setting stuff up maybe getting some kind of connection to him just just something to get us acclimated with the man before he's just like in our ear the entire movie yeah and like and like clearly he's a little bit out there because even like alex winter's character the the guy who's working for him is just completely annoyed with him the entire movie right no like but there's like this he has like this weird obsession with like um, the prestige of piano and it's not really set up as to why or like because yeah. because like his plot would make you think because uh, for those who don't know I guess we're spoiling the entire movie um, a grand piano uh, the whole thing is he has to play uh, the last four bars of a specific piece correctly on that piano to uh, I, get to a fortune actually, for someone and actually I think I think that's not entirely true yeah from what I picked up from the actual filmmaking I think you have to play the entire piece but just specifically the last four bars that would lock it that would make sense because like if you if you remember they like go into the shot of the gears working inside That's the piano true. that is very true. in the middle of the <laughs> yeah um but anyway uh you you have to play it uh perfectly um but like it's for some reason piece. for some reason the bad guy keeps going on about like the prestige and purity and art and stuff like that and I'm like why, okay and why he's a person of note exactly i'm like okay so is this guy like jealous of uh uh, what's his face? Tom's skills? Is he just after the money? The plot would make you think he's just after the money, right? Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting how like he, because again, he has no connection. Exactly, gave some sort of connection to, um, 
to what's his face? The guy who died. What was his name? Uh, Wayne. No, not Wayne. Which oh the, the old the guy. Gr- the guys who whose piano it is. <laughs> I don't remember. His we name, ha- we have no connection to him. <laughs> like he has no connection to him, so yeah, it feels yeah. like he's just kind of here. Whereas the way his character is introduced, it feels like he should have some deep connection to this guy, not just oh I was his locksmith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like ah uh, he commissioned me to build this lock like thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> which which is still so funny and and again like they do a pretty good job no, like in movie of explaining I still why think he can't just exactly, tear open yeah, the yeah. piano cuz he designed the lock <laughs> but like they do a pretty decent job on showing that this is like the only time he could even theoretically get somebody else to even like exactly. play on it for him no it like it it don't don't get me wrong the movie does a like decent job of handling his character i just wish he was handled a bit better yeah like he all. like thematically he doesn't fully make sense <laughs> exactly because that's the biggest thing and i'm sure they're doing a lot of that specifically to kind of keep you guessing on what his actual mm-hmm. motive and plot is but like you could do something fun with his character having him like really be obsessed with with tom right yeah Um, or even just the piano like i don't know like they just needed to give him something in in some some kind of motivation i'll say this i'll say this i really think it could have worked if the ending played out differently and they had more of a personal if he had more of a personal connection to tom and it wasn't just here's my plan i've been working on for three years (laughs) for a tiny little heist that fell apart in like 30 seconds right (laughs) it went downhill so fast if he was actually more of an intimidating like planner because the only uh, the only hold of intimidation that he has is the entire movie like he, he's got he's a got gun. a gun <laughs> that's the entire thing <laughs> he is a, he's a sniper um which isn't even explained why a locksmith is like such a master <laughs> sniper <laughs> well in his defense it's a pretty small theater <laughs> you can hit pretty much anything <laughs> but no like like if he would have had like even more planning and even more stuff that, yeah that when tom like tries to do like even more to get out of it he has plans upon plans of backup and it's more of kind of like a Mike and the Joker. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay, but, but yeah, no, I'm, like I see what you're not saying. the Joker, but like <laughs> Dark Knight style Joker yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like actually exactly. plan well. <laughs> yeah, no. have contingencies for your contingency. And I think that's the biggest turnoff for a lot of people to this movie is that the villain is just kind of half baked in a lot of respects. But I still think the like centric, the the central core of the movie works pretty yeah, well in spite of for that. Tom. Exactly. work really well exactly and and like i said i think it would work even better if you just connected the villain some way in the beginning or uh, in the beginning to old guy and the end to tom because those are like the two key players that never really get connected. key players oh <laughs> uh, get it because they're the only two people who oh could play us and cat rubby but wow. like there's there's almost no real connection to them shown on screen yeah it, i think that suffers a lot from like the tell don't show because they just didn't mm-hmm. have time yeah and like this movie's really short like for like for most thrillers i get thrillers aren't usually like three hour epics or whatever but like <laughs> this is kind of a short movie it's it's 90 minutes and i looked at <laughs> and i looked in the imdb trivia actually and it says 12 minutes of that is credits only like apparently it's got really long credits. but yeah like i i feel like it wouldn't have killed them to 
add like just a little bit more like even just like a scene or two more yeah i don't know what kind of budget they were working on or time frame right because this feels very indie even it though does. it feels it's very so even though it feels extremely polished indie like it feels very like yeah no it they does. weren't working with much yeah no you can i i don't want to say you can tell but like it it very much feels i get the impression that they no, didn't I mean, have I mean, like the biggest budget in the world like, which evidently they didn't like you mentioned um for for damien giselle this is one of his first screenplays mm-hmm. and as much as it's still really good and really rich it very much feels like an early screenplay mm-hmm. exactly all around Things not connecting as well as they could have. Not as cohesive as it could not be. Not as yeah. cohesive as it could be. The ending feeling kind of like like the ending feels really good. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's not as exactly great like as it could be. That's like every that's like every problem I have with this movie. It's like, yeah, like this element isn't bad, but like it could be quite a bit better. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it I gave it a four and a half because especially when watching the movie, mm-hmm. I think it's like you hardly notice it's so much fun i love it so it's, much it's a great movie and i really i hate in the podcast when we sound like we're trying to pick apart a movie and we sound like we're we're bashing it i love this movie um it does have some problems though and mm-hmm. i and i understand why people were kind of turned off to it especially from like I don't, I don't know, an average audience standpoint who maybe wouldn't appreciate just the level of filmmaking I was about that's to in say, the middle. If, if I was a little more skeptical about, like, movies that I thought were dumb, quote-unquote, like, if I turned this on and I was like, oh, this looks kind of dumb, and then, like, let's see, like, me, because I am so interested in film editing and cinematography and stuff like that, um, I just really, really like drink up the middle of this movie because yeah. it's so dialed in in both its editing, um, the way it's scored, uh, the consistency, like shot to shot. It it just has such a good visual flow and sense of rhythm to it. It's Dude, it's I great. Mean, I mean, like there there's real like tension throughout the entire <laughs> oh middle. Gosh. Like like even when like Wayne <laughs> is getting up and like when he has to run <laughs> off stage really quick and come back. Like it's really cool moments in the middle of this because it's just a really neat idea yeah. and really well done. Um, Man, the score, the way the score is incorporated and like the film is built around the score is so impressive to me. Like, like just <laughs> like even even just the composition of the score lining up so perfectly right. with what they were doing. Oh my gosh! Like that's some insane <laughs> level of musical planning, <laughs> right? Um, no, this seems like an insanely well storyboarded movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, like like I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Do you have any Do you have any other questions though? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, what what did you think of Elijah Wood here? We're both big Elijah Wood fans. What did you think of him in this Elijah movie? In this movie, gotta love Elijah Wood. That's true. I've never seen anything with Elijah Wood that I haven't liked specifically Elijah Wood in. Right. Even even Dirk Gently's holistic detective agency oh, yeah. or whatever. Very weird. Elijah Wood's great in that. Wow. <laughs> um. No, I mean I I loved his performance. He gives like a great feeling, and, and I think I think especially just not to be mean to Elijah Wood. <laughs> I love love the man, oh, but no. like his his smaller stature and feeling 
really plays into the character itself. Like, no, it was a good casting choice. It was choice, a great yeah. casting choice. I'm not saying, like, oh, look at, look at how scrawny Elijah <laughs> Wood is. But wow, like, Michael, why would you insult my boy that I'm way? not trying to insult him. I think he looks amazing. <laughs> he's he's a beautiful man. Um, but nice. I think, especially, like, take, take the scene when he's actually next to uh, John Cusack, like... The, oh my gosh <laughs> john cusack's not like a massive man he looks like a towering like a bulk in this movie dude. <laughs> right and i think that's really cool and like i think he gives a great like performance for like just being like absolutely and like insanely nervous and just shout out to him for like playing as much as he did in this because like right he didn't play everything but pretty much every time he's playing on screen like you can actually see his face Mm -hmm. and his fingers playing he is actually playing which is so weird to me like (laughs) dude the one time when um like this shot stands out in my mind he's doing like uh, this very complicated section where he's doing like one section with his left hand like like you play a piano you do like one section with the left hand one with the right and they're only showing his left hand and his reflection in you're the like, piano mm, you're I like I wonder why mm, I wonder what his other hand's doing right now poor Elijah Wood man like, yeah. specifically in the trivia it talks about how nervous <laughs> he was and how like he he was struggling so much to try and actually act while he had to focus on playing such complicated music dude he's he's killing it in this though like he's 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 doing good no like the performance <laughs> is great um i just thought it was very funny i'm like yeah because that was like the one shot of my mind where i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love the line when he starts playing last and get and john cusack won't shut up oh my god that's such a great that's line so delivery funny. great great uh, line delivery 10 of 10 and see like that big <laughs> moment Oh, like just shout out to like that so like at the <laughs> end with La Sanquette that was like mm. a perfect like and I don't know like for as much as I'm like oh it doesn't thematically work <laughs> doesn't make any sense for the villain yeah. but like at that moment like it hits so hard for Tom's character mm-hmm. and then when he runs up and like all of that is so freaking cool for Tom's character. I was about to say, well, that's that kind of plays into what my impression was, is that uh, the bad guy is also kind of doubles as Tom's internal monologue. Be- well, I mean, pretty I mean, pretty yeah, blatantly. That's, that's kind of... <laughs> pretty blatantly for, for, like, a nervous performer. It makes a lot of sense that way. That's, like, the only way it makes sense. Um, but I, that that's probably why that moment feels so, like yeah <laughs> like you want to cheer in the theater kind of thing no again i think i think this is interesting and i keep bringing it up but i think it's it really is interesting in my mind for damien giselle having written this and especially early on yeah um whiplash's themes for like a musician in general are so like this but like more <laughs> developed and more like yeah I think that's so interesting. Like this was like this is almost like prototype whiplash in a way. <laughs> Proto whiplash. Um because so much of it is about like why you're playing, who you're playing for, your audience, yeah. what it means and what that voice in this one being John Cusack and in the other one being JK Simmons <laughs> uh like does to you as a musician yeah. and what it means for you and how you overcome that and, and i think that's really interesting no yeah i was about to say that's a very it's very much there you can see it in this movie but i it just feels kind of half-baked like it yeah. feels it feels a little underdeveloped in this and that's honestly like i think it's biggest problem because the villain feeds into that 
Yeah, like, no. Because everything's supposed to come from that central theme, and it, because it's a little weaker than it should be, in my opinion, not everything clicks the way it should. But dude, the Lost and Cat <laughs> scene—that's so good. It is really good. I love the Lost and Cat. Like, like again, and as much as I think it doesn't hit quite as hard, I think I think like Ruby said, that is my biggest problem. Not that it's a, a bad in any way. No, it's not bad. But that you None can just bad. kind of feel that it could have been. It like, could have been. Like, give it. it could have like, been that much better. Give it like a couple more rewrites <laughs> on the screenplay. And I, you could have had one of the best thrillers ever made, honestly. No, like, like really, because <laughs> this is beautiful. This is like really, the idea is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The performances are great. The casting's great. The cinematography is great. The editing's great. My the music's goodness. great. Like it's insane. It's just such a good movie. <laughs> and and I think next to all of that greatness is why the actual stuff mm-hmm. that's not feels so like pale in comparison. But not really even when I was watching it on like especially on a rewatch, you can kind of just be like, Okay. Yeah, like you're like, okay, I see what they're going for, but it just doesn't hit the way it should. But yeah, no. Great great movie. Love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Ravi, since you mentioned it specifically, uh, uh-huh. and we're kind of like I don't know, we're we're winding down. We're getting we got the discussion pretty good on this. Yeah, what yeah. do you think of the opening credits? The opening credits? Wait, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so guys, I'm a big opening credits junkie. I love I love opening credits in movies. They're so opening cool. credits junkie. Is that Robbie? a thing? No, that that's a- not a thing. <laughs> okay, I'm just really into opening credits for movies. I think it's a great way to establish tone and visual like cues and stuff for the movie. And I think this movie does it really well. I, I'm a big fan of how it sets up kind of the pace and tone and severity of the movie that's coming up it's a bunch of like methodical uh like uh zoom transitions and uh stuff like that on a piano and it it works really well it, it does a great no, job it's, at establishing it's, it's a it's, fantastic tone it's almost there. like clockwork um rhythm that it has to it it's very nice I love. I just I, love the opening. Credits. I love. I love going through the IMDb stuff no, because it's Micah. randomly really funny. <laughs> no, Micah. The miscellaneous goofs. It's like the big concert starts at nine thirty, which is a little late for a classical concert, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> oh my god! Don't you think these old people should be in bed by now? It's oh essentially gosh. the vibe that That's has hilarious. going for it. That's listed under the goofs. Yes. That's funny. Um, but I did want to, I, I thought this was interesting. I okay. found this out. Um, Ten Happy Fingers, the song that plays mm-hmm. during the end credits, was written by Dr. Seuss. For like, for like a for for like a short thing apparently in which there's like an evil piano teacher. What? <laughs> I need to see this immediately. <laughs> if Doctor Seuss was involved in an evil piano movie, the featured song Ten Happy Fingers" is from the film "The Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T," what? a fantasy Dr. about an T. a fantasy about an evil piano teacher, which was written by Doctor Seuss, who what? also wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta watch this now. <laughs> the 5,000 Fingers. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, it came out in 1953. This looks amazing. Okay, it's already in my watch list. Cool. <laughs> I wonder why Roy Rowland directed it. That's his most popular movie. I wonder why I put it in my I watch just thought list. That, I just thought that was an interesting side note. <laughs> That's so weird. What? <laughs> Dude. 
Oh, it's a 50s movie. I went through and added like a bunch of 50s movies to my watch list. Is there anything <laughs> else you want to say about Grand Piano? Like, we, it's a very small movie. It's yeah. it's a very small cast. Not too much to talk about. I feel like we're, we're, we've covered most of what there is to say about it. Is there anything else you want to add? Any other questions? Um, no, not really. Like, I mentioned, um, like, I cannot stress enough how perfectly shot this movie oh, is. Oh, man, it's be like... But, like, other than that, no, there's nothing else like, I need seriously, to Seriously, guys, <laughs> even if you don't watch the whole movie, just go from when the concert starts to when the concert ends, <laughs> watch that, and you'll see how perfect so good, that man. this movie is it's shot so and good. paced and edited. <laughs> Which is, again, I get why people are saying, like, people say what they said, like, oh, cut out all the rest. Ooh, you need man. the rest. It's just not as dialed in as specifically the concert. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, like, I think pretty definitively that's what we've cited as the big problem for the movie. So Yeah. But no, very, very good movie. Very good movie. Uh, I gave it, again, a four and a half out of five. Yes, um, as did I. <laughs> which, I mean, again, it, it just shows how, especially for... That's almost for a perfect score. <laughs> my specific taste in film. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I love, I love movies incorporating music this much. Like, yeah. one of my biggest things, one of my, one of my favorite things in movies in general is specifically their music. Um, for some reason, I don't know why that is. I just really <laughs> connect to the music in movies. And the way that this incorporates it into, like, every aspect of its filmmaking is outstanding. And the problems that are there are not huge problems for me. Exactly. So I, lo- I love this movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Uh, great, uh, like, movie just from a visual and f- just from a filmmaking perspective. It's a great movie. Um, and I think it's kind of hard to deny that. But, like, like you said, few problems, not major um, that just holds it back from being like, fa- like absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great movie. Uh, I guess that's that's it. Watch, watch it. <laughs> watch Grand Piano. Yeah, it's on. It's on like a bunch of free streaming services right now. If you want to get check it out, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime and Canopy as well. If you want to watch it without ads, but it's like a bunch of other places with ads. <laughs> so. Yeah, Which you should watch it without ads, guys. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really well paced and edited. Yeah, exactly. So, so don't don't ruin the concert <laughs> with ads. Um, um, but yeah, do we want to get into the what we watched for the week? Let's do it. All right, for those of you who don't know or are new to the podcast, uh, the What We Watched segment is a little section at the end that we do in which we just talk about all the films that we've logged on Letterboxd up into like the last episode. Yeah. Um, just briefly, give a rating. <laughs> just, give, just briefly, give you know, a little casual. opinions. Casual, <laughs> you know, a little something, something extra for for the for the viewers who stay to the end. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we'll be starting from the release date of the last episode, which released at like noonish on the twenty first of what is this February? <laughs> yes, February. <laughs> February. So, so on the twenty first, yeah. I watched Jurassic Park three. What? Doo-doo-doo-doo. That's not a real movie. <laughs> Um, which shout out to Jurassic Park 3 for being kind of terrible, but also really fun. (laughs) It's not the worst thing ever made, but it certainly isn't that great. It is certainly not the best thing ever made, Mike. Uh, I gave it two and a half stars. I really don't have much to say about it. My review was literally just still fun though. (laughs) Yeah, like it's fun and it has so many elements that drag it down. No, it's, it's really kind of slow and boring, which is sad for a Jurassic Park movie. Right. Um. But I still enjoy what it's doing, and it's still a fun movie to do stuff while you work, too, which is literally what I was doing for this. 
So yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> what did we watch next, Robbie? Uh, next, we watched which I thought I thought it was a 2014 film, but apparently it's 2013. No, I said 2013. I know, but like of Apple, Apple movies said it was 2014. <laughs> um, but we watched the 2013 film Grand Piano, which we just talked about for wow. like half an hour. Allow me to give my opinions on that movie. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive into that a little deeper. <laughs> uh, which on a first watch, I did give it four stars. By the way, not four and a half. I mean, I gave it the same both times. I saw its genius. I always believed in it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, then you watched wow. a couple of films that I did I not. did. Uh, the next day I watched uh, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, uh, which uh, for the, for those who are not film buffs... Sounds lame. Uh, ...is a uh, black and white... Silent film, German expre- expressionist film from the 20s. Some it's ca- so good. It's like... Um, it's like Tragedy of Macbeth. I actually watched a video about Tragedy of Macbeth a little, uh, like, I think it was a couple of days ago. Ooh, and they Tragedy mentioned how so good. Is, it's, a lot of it is inspired by the German Expressionism on display in Cabinet of Caligari. The lighting, set design, very similar. Hmm. Um, That's cool. It's really fun. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, it definitely lives up to its, like, towering reputation as, like, the the German Expressionist film. Out of all the German Expressionist films that Robbie has seen, this is... This is, like, no, yeah, like, out of all that I've seen, because this is the only one I've seen, but, like, (laughs) it's so good. Like, it's just amazing. Um, And then after that, I watched... That was a bad idea. (laughs) No, I know it is. I wasn't actually going to do it. After that, I watched uh, The Safe House... Which is a Denzel, Denzel Washington. Washington and Ryan Reynolds uh, thriller, uh, and it was fine. It was pretty good. Uh, I gave it a six out of ten. It was, it was fine. <laughs> I don't know. There's not much to say about it. Denzel's really good in it. Uh, Ryan is fine. He's he's not like killing the game, but he's he's not he's not bad. I don't know. That's how I feel about Ryan Reynolds, like, 90% of the time. Here, honestly. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, and then the next day, on the, on the 23rd, 23rd, we watched Robin Hood. Robin Hood? Actually, exactly. I think it was really late that night. It might have Because I wanted late. to watch something, because I didn't that watch anything be. that day. But, anyway, we watched Robin Hood. We watched Robin Hood. Uh, the Disney 70s Robin Hood. Yeah. Shout out to it. Shout out to uh, the music. It is absolutely <laughs> fantastic in almost uh, every way, except for some ways. I said I said, "Love" by Nancy Adams was one of the best things to happen to movies like ever. <laughs> I give it I give it four stars. I thought about giving giving it four and a half, but I, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not fully quite hit as much as that it could sense. for me, but it's still one of like my favorite films to just be in. No, that totally makes sense, though. I, I, g- I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was, like... I mean, it's it, it has some problems, like, pretty clearly, but, like, I don't know. They're, they didn't seem as big this time around. Shout out to the Breadsword video about it. Go watch <laughs> go watch that. Shout out to Breadsword. Shout out I think to his, birthday his birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Happy Breadsword. Happy birthday, Breadsword. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Sword. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Breadsword, sir. <laughs> I can't wait for your new video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Robin Hood, very good movie. Uh, then, what did you watch? Uh, then I watched Rendezvous. I also watched it then, but I didn't lock it. Another 70s uh, film. It's, it's a short film. It's a short film. About driving. About driving. We don't need to talk about it he's, that much. He's Rendezvous. We, we don't need to talk about it's it. It's one of my favorite short films. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, go watch it. Rendezvous, 1976. Great, great stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, then on the 24th, we watched Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. Stage Fright. Stage came fright. out the same year. <laughs> As Grand, Grand Piano, Piano, coincidentally, it's another thing about stage fright, Remy. 
Oh my gosh, it's the it's the perfect double feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, which Scooby Doo stage fright? We've been watching a lot of Scooby Doo movies lately, and we have. they're all fantastic That's, and yeah. beautiful and hilarious. What's, what's going on with Scooby Doo movies? I thought they'd all be like garbage. But I mean, they're actually pretty good. <laughs> to be fair, I'm trying to watch all of the highest the average ones, rated yeah. as, that I can. Yeah. Um, but man, they're just this, this isn't as good as i don't i mean i think i think it's better than phantasaur but i don't think it's (laughs) as good as something like um it's gonna be really hard to top like zombie island and stuff well no not zombie island i'm trying to remember the name of the other one by sunstrom oh gosh i'm totally blanking it's it's the it's the (laughs) yeah evil electric boy one yeah yeah no i know what you're talking Uh, about (laughs) it's it's not quite up to that tier even though i rated them the same but man is it hilarious this (laughs) movie sandwich bit in this is so funny this movie is so funny like through and through and i think it's like a theme for all of these scooby-doo movies where just the opening is like a this is uh, kind of not good <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is just all of the greatest bits you've ever seen all killer no filler baby <laughs> good stuff so yeah i loved it uh i gave it three and a half stars i also gave it three and a half stars uh then also on the 24th i watched little women little women uh, how, how did you see the little women micah they're so tiny <laughs> you hey, can't see them i you know florence pew is really short though <laughs> wait really yeah oh wow i had no idea she's like really short that's hilarious <laughs> can you not tell when she's on screen no i couldn't tell no like I, I, i've said that i've said this to Haley. she's got like an extremely similar build to Haley. that's hilarious that's so funny um, shout out to florence Pugh. she's sa- great shout out to florence Pugh. um <laughs> this is my favorite movie uh, of all time wow uh beautiful amazing <laughs> uh I, I will stand by what i said in my review that i honestly think it's one of the greatest depictions and kind of paintings of humanity ever put to screen i could see that like just, just overall the human experience put to screen um and it's really really beautiful and Greta Gerwig is a gift, and <laughs> uh, Little Women is also a fantastic book. So Mike, is like, Mike is like, uh, it's the perfect uh, expression of the human experience, and everyone else is like, haha, the women were tiny. <laughs> I'm like, it's one of the most thematically rich, deep expressions of emotion and human existence, and everyone's like, haha, tiny women. Haha, <laughs> Little Women. Isn't that so funny? That's such a funny title. Uh, I, I, if you can't guess, I gave it five out of five great movie uh then i also watched king of comedy watching so many movies micah uh, technically it was the 25th but we watched it at like 1 a.m oh my gosh i was (laughs) trying to get to sleep and all i hear is richard pupkin (laughs) or Uh, rupert uh, why did i say uh, richard rupert pupkin also uh, often uh, mispronounced and misspelled (laughs) often mispronounced and misspelled (laughs) dude um which shout out to king of comedy i've watched it a lot now because i keep just turning it on because it's really really fantastic and i showed it to my mom i was like this is a fantastic movie and you haven't seen it and she liked it so shout out to that i mean it's i i would i struggle to conceive someone not liking king of comedy who appreciates like filmmaking because like i could see not liking it if you're just not that into like what it's doing um, but like it's so good but what it's doing is so good yeah it's like it's so good uh, I give it a 5 out of 5 yeah and then what did we watch Robbie? together we united again. the forces to to tackle the greatest movie of all time uh, you're wrong but go on <laughs> Speed Racer the uh, 2008 Speed Racer. Speed Racer go Speed Racer oh my gosh go Speed Racer 
go. You want to talk about? You want to talk about dialed-in visuals? Oh, this. this movie is fantastic. This, my man. It does not. We stop. showed we showed it to my girlfriend <laughs> Haley. She had never seen it before, oh. um, which she didn't know what Speed Racer was, which is hilarious because I like grew up on Speed Racer, and we started the movie, and she's like, "Now what is this actually about?" What and is, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about someone who likes to drive cars really fast." And at the end, she was like, "That was so weird," and I was like, "No, but it was Speed Racer." She li- she really liked it. It was just. <laughs> really she was like that was so weird <laughs> dude imagine watching this on like the craziest sugar high of your life that's the perfect viewing experience uh, i mean we've talked about speed racer quite a bit on we the need podcast to do an episode before oh um, it's so good it's fantastic i'm just turning into like a ridiculously huge wachowski fan um which as we all should be but like <laughs> speed racers i honestly don't know if i could only watch like one wachowski movie again i don't know if i'd pick the matrix or speed racer my, my biggest my biggest compliment I can give this movie because like I mean there are a lot of weird things that would turn people off to it just from a, so from an outside viewing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like my biggest compliment I can give this movie is that it's a movie that has held me in chills consistently for like the long like almost the longest there are other movies that have done it for longer but like for the entire ending of the final oh, race gosh. I am just like ascending that that final race I guarantee I I will I will sign I will I will testify in court to this that I think the final scene like the final sequence in Speed Racer is some of the best stuff ever put to film it's just absolutely electric it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, then also on the... Oh, and I gave that five out of five. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, then also on the 25th, um, I watched Words on Bathroom Walls. Weird title. Uh, weird, title <laughs> weird poster. I thought it was right. really funny. Why, one of the, one why of the, are people making out? One of the top reviews for this <laughs> was uh, was saw this movie and thought it was going to be a lesbian uh, romance movie. Dude, it looks like a lesbian romance. It looks movie. so much what? like a lesbian romance movie, but <laughs> it's not so even funny. What? That's not even the main focus is romance, <laughs> and it's about it's about a guy. It's about some guy. Uh, but it's about it's about a teenager with schizophrenia, um, <laughs> and. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, that's what it's about. I had no idea. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. Nothing about that <laughs> Nothing. poster tells you that. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think the biggest thing I can say about this movie, it's not perfect by any means. It actually has some really unique stuff that is actually good about it. Uh, but the biggest thing I can say about it is that it is a film about mental, like somebody with mental illness that feels so much behind people with mental illness like it like not demonizing it's not demonizing it at all it goes it it is exclusively about the struggle of him dealing with it and also mainly just dealing with people dealing with him thank goodness man we need more of that and and i I was (laughs) so refreshed by this and like it, it, and uh, like my mom was curious enough about it to like look up what the mental illness community especially the schizophrenic community thought about the movie and mm-hmm. its portrayal and there are some things that they were like eh. yeah, but like I don't know in terms <laughs> of mental illness movies they were like there was so few like actual complaints on how it's dealt with and how the experience of going through like especially being a teenager with schizophrenia would be (laughs) yeah no um but like yeah if that is what this movie is i'm kind of interested in seeing it now because like that's something that needs like so much more positive representation in media and it just has not gotten it over the years yeah it was really cool it's it's very 
it's a very simple movie. That's the the plot, like the structure of the plot, is exactly what you would expect it to be, and it's not doing anything like crazy, out, outstanding in any way whatsoever. Nothing outstanding except for how refreshing it was to see mental illness actually portrayed in what I think, in my unprofessional, un educated, educated opinion, is a good, actual, positive presentation of. Well, there you go. I gave it three and a half stars. Cool, cool movie. <laughs> uh, then on the 26th, the 26th, I watched The Last Stand. Hey. We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> we mentioned this movie uh, so many times. go watch Yossi Sloan's The Last Stand. Yeah, Last Stand. Good movie. Very good movie. Great film. No, it's not a movie. What are you t- getting me to say? Okay, it's a, what are it's you a having short me say movie. on here? It's a short film. <laughs> it's a short movie. Uh, then on the twenty seventh, I watched the three five five. Three five five. Which is actually how you say it, which I was very relieved. Good, because that's three, the only that's the only good way to say it. Because the three hundred and fifty five is terrible. <laughs> that's, that's like the worst title of all time. But the three five five. The three five five is exactly what you would expect the three five five to be. I have nothing to say about it. It's so boring. And I hope to never think about it again. Like it, it's, it's not aggressively bad. It's good in no ways. It's just. I mean, the cast is like the cast is cool. I like the cast. I like a lot of the cast, <laughs> but like, it's so boring, and so forgettable. Yikes. Those were like the two biggest sins I think a movie can commit in my eyes is being boring and forgettable. My review for this was, wow, I sure am happy to never think about this again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I gave it two and a half stars. So not a, not a three, five, five fan. No, not a fiver. Not a f- <laughs> three, five, five. It's not even about, it's not even about what its title is about. They don't talk about the title of it until the last like 10 minutes. That is so funny. Oh my God. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, what did we watch on the 27th? 27th. Uh, we watched Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I hate, I hate that Pokemon <laughs> is in front of it, but Pokemon is in front of like all of the Pokemon movies. Well, how are people going to know it's a Pokemon movie, Micah, if they don't put Pokemon Detective Pikachu? <laughs> hey, my similar films is up on Letterboxd now. Ayo, that shout out to Letterboxd. They keep adding the coolest features. Man. Wait, there is a Detective Pikachu? Too yeah, it's already, it's already been confirmed. Heck I yeah. thought. Um, but yeah, uh, Detective Pikachu, uh, we watched it on Pokemon, Pokemon Day. Day unintentionally. I had no I, idea it was Pokemon I knew, Day. I knew it was Pokemon okay, Day I did when not I know, suggested it. I didn't know it was Pokemon Day. I got the like sudden urge to watch it the day before and I don't know why. And, and Nintendo was sending out the signals, <laughs> they were sending the radio the, waves. They were sending out the radio waves and they were like, watch Detective Pikachu. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, but man, Detective Pikachu is so much fun. Its problems are clearly there. Yeah. They're the most easy to point out problems <laughs> right? in the You're world. Like, oh, it has problems. Yes. Uh, Everyone knows. <laughs> but I, but I kind of love Detective Pikachu and Pokemon are so amazing. I, I love Pokemon way more than I should. Um, Honestly, and, if the third act was a little tighter, I would have given this like an eight or a nine. Right. It's so much fun. And like, I'm sitting there with my girlfriend who did not grow up on Pokemon. And I'm just like, look, look, po- Pokemon, look at the Pokemon. And she's like, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice, dear. But she enjoyed it. So I was happy. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. I'm glad I revisited it. I did enjoy it quite a bit more on a rewatch. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I always really enjoyed it. It's not perfect by any means, no. but I just have fun <laughs> with it. I give it three and a half stars. I also give it three and a half stars. And then, last night, the last night we watched so <laughs> Grand Piano. Yeah. And then we talked about it for like a half an hour. You just witnessed it. Yeah. 
it's but yeah uh g- good week for movies yeah no you need to you need fun. to watch the cabinet of dr caligari my it's great I, I think i think so I, I think i might after that uh that description it's so good because <laughs> i mean i do like german like like early german filmmaking mm-hmm. from what i've seen it's fritz lang was in talks for directing this actually interesting but he was he was in the middle oh, is of that working. is that how you guys got on the fritz lang the spider thing i think that's how mom my mom got on it but like <laughs> He he was gonna direct this, but he was busy directing part one of the spiders. So, yeah, great stuff. I could see, I could easily see Fritz Lang doing this. Fritz movie. Lang is amazing. Great shout out to Fritz <laughs> Lang. To Fritz Lang, <laughs> great director. Um, but yeah, thanks you guys for uh, listening. Uh, go go check out some good movies. Go check out Grand Piano. It needs some love. It do- it needs so I much. Love. I can't believe how little it made. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, go watch, good go watch Robin Hood, go watch Scooby-Doo, <laughs> go Speed watch Racer, Scooby-Doo. Little Women. Yeah, go watch Speed Racer, uh, man. King of Comedy. <laughs> Just go watch good movies. Go watch all the good movies <laughs> play, some, play some Pokemon, watch a Pokemon movie, enjoy Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>